Hello, and welcome to another episode of Adventures in Movies. I just wanted to start off by saying that um, Adventures in Movies, it's recorded here in El Paso, Texas. Danny, Blake, and myself, we all live here in El Paso, and we have friends and family here. This Saturday's shooting was tragic and horrible, and it's had a sobering effect on the entire city. It's kind of also helped me realize how selfish I am. Um, Whenever there's been a shooting in the past, I've always thought it was an ugly commentary on our society. But now I truly understand the impact of what happens in these cases. I already knew we lived in a scary world. Uh, This Saturday showed me how scary that things can get. Um, Out of this ugliness, though, there's a lot of things that have made me proud. El Paso is a strong city. Immediately afterwards, there was blood drives. There was all sorts of posts. And I've talked to people in Austin, and I've talked to people in Pittsburgh, and everyone has had kind words. And it was, it's been ugly, and it's been rough, but I've seen a lot of good, too. We all have defense mechanisms. Mine has always been laughter. These past couple of days, it's been really hard to laugh. So for the next hour or so, I get to talk with my good friends about something that I really love. And it's my chance to forget about the outside world. I hope that we can do the same for you. Yeah, uh, thank you for uh, listening to us. Um, you know, it, it's we're a little podcast out in, in a little small town. And uh, the small town, for the first time, you know, this whole year, it's been in the mouths of people for different reasons. And it's one of the things that kind of like... That you would never thought it would happen, but here we are. And uh, things that like you see in this town and you see in the city, we are we yeah we're strong. And I went out that the night that it happened, and it was a ghost town. It wasn't. It was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. And. Those people that we what we went out to see our city, we are, we were one. We are one. We are strong, and we are some of the most beautiful people out there. And I'm very glad to be part of the city and and showing that hate has no place whatsoever in this city. Well, I couldn't um, echo what you guys have said anymore other than to say, you know, like you guys, I grew up here. It's horrifying to me to see somebody come here to target like the most loving people like on the planet, you know, but um, it's interesting to see how resilient the town is. And it's uh, just really proud of everybody around here. And I, uh, I hope we have a good time on the show here. My name is Nathaniel Muir and I am the movie editor at AIPT. Joining me on my ongoing adventures at the very last minute is the BJ to my bear. <laughs> I'm Danny. Also joining me is the Scar- Starsky to my hutch. That's me. My name's Blake. <laughs> I, I didn't know who was better, Starsky or hutch. So <laughs> I don't know who's who, dude. Which one drives the car? Uh, uh, Starsky. Okay, cool. <laughs> I was going to name some third person. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Honey bear? My, Michael Knight. Oh, oh. <laughs> sorry. Well, we have a lot of lot this this episode. We have a lot of lot of good stuff to announce. Um, so for the past few weeks, we've been doing our uh, 
Hobbs and Shaw giveaway. We have a winner. We'll announce at the end of the show. Uh, but I will say this. We have a, a nice little gift pack for this person. And as a special bonus for winning, they will appear on our show next week. And they actually chose the topic. So we'll we'll get to that. But uh, some pretty big news this week. Um, also, you know, we don't toot our horn very often. But uh, the show, our, 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 our little show, we broke two records. Um, first of all, thank you to everybody who listened to the Mid-Spider episode. Um, Far From Home and uh, Midsummer are, I'd say, two of our, fa- our favorite movies on the show. That episode, that special edition, finally toppled the Avengers special edition. So, I don't know. Do you guys think we should do a giveaway down the road for maybe both of those movies? Most definitely. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, Avengers comes out, like, in a couple of weeks. Like, sure, let's do that. Yeah, but we got to wait on the other two, though. So, I, I oh, just wanted okay. to see which one of you would be the bad guy and say no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be our first most listened to episode if it wasn't for last week's episode. Uh, thank you to everybody for listening to that episode. Um, our true crime episode is by far our most listened to. It actually became our most listened to episode by... Monday or Tuesday, I want to say so. I don't know if it's true crime. I don't know if it's because the three of us are getting better. Personally, I'd like to... I think that's what it is. <laughs> I think it's because we're so interesting and funny. But um, thank you, everybody, for listening. We hope you continue listening because we have a lot of good things in store. Um, what that is, I don't know. But I guarantee you there's going to be a lot of stuff coming down on this show. Um, I have news, too, that doesn't involve us. Uh, so Disney... I believe it was yesterday. I'm sorry. Hold on. Hold on. So, like, there's no news that doesn't involve us. I don't want to listen anymore. I'm I'm gone. Sorry. It's true. This is going to make for a rather uh, uneventful uh, show. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly an unimportant one. But um, Disney, which, you know, we've talked about how much trouble they've been having. And we've tried to support them financially. We thought we were doing a good job. But they had a conference call yesterday. And in their third quarter... They actually posted losses in the millions, hundreds of millions of dollars in losses. Uh, do you guys know why they lost so much money in the third quarter? Uh, was it Avengers? Maybe, right? Uh, uh, no, not at all. Blake, you want to guess? Mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that's probably the best thing to do. No, uh, <laughs> it's not. I guess if you're a staunch Disney defender, it's technically not disney's fault they inherited a lot of movies and franchises uh one in particular was uh, a movie that we did a special edition about x-men dark phoenix is one of the biggest flops of the year and it hurt disney's downside in the third quarter <laughs> um now do you, one are you guys surprised that it was a flop we watched it but what do you guys well, well it's really... weird right because we got applause our audience loved it <laughs> Yeah, that's so true. Uh, no, like this is uh, it's not a surprise. I mean, also every, uh, I guess the people that did like that movie, they're like, how can this movie be so terrible? I loved it. Uh, no, it's not good. It's not good at all, and it's not surprising. I mean, this movie, this franchise overall, you know, is a money sucker. So you know, sorry, Disney. Uh- <laughs> I believe his name is, I think the CEO, I think his name is Bob Eager. Uh, yeah, Bob Eager. Not to be confused with Bob Seeger. Uh, 
<laughs> um, Turn the page. <laughs> he, uh, On a long and lonesome highway. <laughs> He, uh, Omaha. Sorry. No, 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 bro. He uh he said that um going forward, now he didn't say one in particular that Disney will only be keeping the high quality Fox properties. What that ha- means for the mutants and the Fantastic Four, I don't know. Um, but I don't think it's necessarily a bad sign. I think that they can easily turn those into viable properties. Um what do you guys think about the future of X-Men, Fantastic Four, and Deadpool and all those guys after Dark Phoenix's poor performance? Go ahead. They, they, keep, they keep Deadpool. We're going to see new mutants on their streaming service. Uh, everything is going to get we, we worked, reworked. Uh, and uh, Deadpool stays the same. And they'll, you know, he'll be cutting jabs at everything that's happened. We'll see. Oh, you know what? New Mutants is a really that's that's been like infamously it's been being pushed back for like the last like what eight years now or something? forever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I would yeah, you're right. With the performance of Dark Phoenix, I would say it's safe to assume that it will not be getting a theatrical release. Um, wow. so along those lines of Disney Plus, uh, I see Danny that you've added here that Disney is going to be doing something along with ESPN and Hulu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the so. Again, sure, Disney's losing money, but they're also like buying everything under the umbrella, I guess, under the whatever. Uh, so they have a hundred. Like, I think they have the most shares now on with Hulu. So they're gonna be like, hey, why not introduce this uh, package? So as it is right now, Disney Plus is eight bucks a month or seventy dollars a year. Now right. with this pricing uh which is a very competitive price uh it's 12.99 for disney plus espn plus and hulu with commercials so that means you get everything that's being shown on television plus everything that's in the disney catalog back catalog uh and you get sports 30 uh, 30 plus 30 or yeah 30 for 30 you get all the documentaries you're oh, all those awesome. yeah so this is for twelve ninety nine. So I think Netflix goes for about the same price to have everything in four K streaming. Um, Hulu on itself is five bucks, and I think Netflix or ESPN Plus is about seven bucks as well. So I mean, this is what we call in the business a sweet fucking deal. <laughs> <laughs> Let me. So this is official. This is official. This was announced yesterday. So everybody, all of our new listeners, go back to the episode where Danny and I first talk about um, Disney Plus, about the reveal. I think it was like a day or two after that we we talked about it. One of us talked about and predicted that this deal would happen. And that one of us is me. (laughs) (laughs) I knew it. I knew it. It's true. (laughs) Um, But that's that's awesome. That's that's really awesome. I hadn't heard that. So that's that's great. That's Man, that's that's twelve ninety nine. That I, right now I have the deal with Hulu and Spotify. I'm getting both for ten bucks. But um, yeah, yeah I, I will gladly. <laughs> it's pretty easy. To <laughs> yeah, <see> it. <laughs> that's a no brainer. I, I I love the the documentaries that ESPN do, and I, I was really sad that they took them away from Netflix. Yeah, um, Hulu. I've actually been watching more of lately. I have no idea why, but I've been going through Hulu a lot. Uh, Disney Plus, we've already sang its praises, even though it hasn't come out yet. We're it's like our favorite one already, and uh, yeah, 
I just want to put this out there. So it's twelve ninety nine for three channels or three a package, right? So for a year, it's still cheaper than Amazon Prime or at Prime, like you know, uh, it's still cheaper than Netflix in quantity. Uh, so I mean, and you know, we don't know what HBO, whatever it's called, the that new streaming service. We don't know what that price is, and we don't know what NBC is. So right now, if they lost billions of money, what's and they're going to be got though, what's NBC got? The Office. <laughs> yeah, fuck the Office. They're, they're going to have the Fast and the Furious franchise. <laughs> oh, they are. Well, well, we'll get to that in the yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, all right, you sold me. Never mind. It, is it is it too soon to start calling it not Flix? <laughs> oh <laughs> shit! Uh, I'll give it a uh, what. What now? What are we? I'll guess I'll get. I'll, I'll let you say that in November, whenever, however long that is, like four months. At what point do they start offering a free Domino's pizza every time you watch something on there? <laughs> oh, you know what? I I wouldn't be surprised when they have a free trial month. It's gonna be coming around the corner. Um, a, a while back, uh, Blake made a joke about two guys that always I always refer to as D and D because um. Okay. That's how I always see them referred to. So uh, the writers for Game of Thrones, I believe, right. um, they recently signed a deal with Netflix for uh, and this just came out like it's for it looks like multiple television shows and movies. Um, are you excited, Blake? Do you care? Or I mean, the first comment I saw was, I hope they're not working with other people's properties. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, here's the thing. Uh, well, so why would I see that's bizarre to me because. If that's the case, then the first few seasons of Game of Thrones would have been trash, right? So they did a really good job with other people's shit. So, yeah, give them a bunch of other people's stuff to do. Like, don't let them write anything in particular, maybe. But, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, sure. I mean, truthfully, they did a high-quality product for a really long time. So, um, yeah, why not? why not be excited about what they're up to? I think it'd be interesting to see what their next step is. I mean, I watched the early seasons of Game of Thrones and I stopped, I never, I didn't stop watching because I didn't like it. I was just, I felt I was personally, I was done with it, but uh, it was a fine show. So I, I, I would like to see what they do next and either it sucks or it doesn't. Right. Right. (laughs) That's how there is to it. Um, So this past week I watched a a couple of movies. Um, I watched one called Alice Sweet Alice. (laughs) It's from 79. Uh, Brooke Shields' first film. Um, she it's an American film. It sounds like a giallo, but it has all <laughs> those it has all those qualities like someone with like a mask where they looked really deformed. It involved really strong Catholic themes. Um, its original title was actually Communion, but it involves stabbings and uh, the a young girl who gets murdered right in the beginning. It's kind of a whodunit, but at the same time, it deals with like child neglect and a girl who acts out in possibly violent ways. That's kind of the mystery of the, is she the one who, cause no one really gets killed until the very end. The stabbings are like through someone's foot or in their, uh, on their arm and stuff like that. They're violent stabbings, but there isn't really any death until it's, 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 it's really just two app- appendages. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's stabbing stabbings within reason. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's, oh. strange. it's, it's a slasher. But it's not stabbings within reason. Yeah, well, that needs so to be my fantasy football team name this year. <laughs> stabbings within reason. Mine's gonna be all natural TDs. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. That's um, but it, it, it's actually the acting in this is really, really, really good. 
Um, Brooke Shields is in it for a short amount of time. She does an excellent job. Uh, the main character, Alice, she I don't know if she's been in anything else. Her name is Paula Shepard, a young girl. She's like 12, 13. Oh, I was about to say something. I'm glad I didn't. I was about to say, is she, was she sweet? Well, oh, no. you know what? There's actually there's actually a part in there where she's taking a, a lie detector test and uh the cop and this is 79 right so they're a little more crude i guess about children in the late 70s right. but one guy's like when i'm strapping the machine around her tits she seemed <laughs> to, he's like she seemed to enjoy it but it kind of it it, it, it sounds really gross and disgusting but the line yeah, <laughs> so gross and disgusting yeah it just, well, the, the, the line gross is, and disgusting. <laughs> just a little right no it's um it actually kind of plays into her, like her how manipulative she is and what's uh, how she's lashing out because of the lack of parental guidance. It's it sounds dumb and weird and uh, maybe exploitive, but uh, it's it's actually a really good movie. It's it's super good. That reviews up on the site. Um, the other movie that I saw and I'm surprised, Danny, that you haven't seen this. It's on Netflix. It's called The Power of Grayskull: A Definite History of He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. Okay, so before you go on. So You've it's the whole. No, I have not seen it. Uh, no, I was going to ask you questions because I am very interested in this. Uh, you told me about it, <laughs> and I was like, okay, so is it the full history of of the toy line and movie, or is it just the toy line? Good the question. Toy, very good question. Toy line is like it has a crazy stupid story. Yeah, the the toy line itself. It's super. You're right. It's super interesting. Um, Mattel had the chance to. They had, like, first crack at Star Wars, turned it down because it was an unproven property. Um, they then made He-Man kind of, sort of, based it on Conan. They actually were going to license it as Conan figures, but then they came, found out <laughs> there's a lot of nudity and violence in the Conan movie. <laughs> so they didn't figure that was a good toy to market to children. So um, they came up with characters. Uh, He-Man, um, Merman, his initial name was Fishman. Skeletor's name was Demon, like demon. Uh, Tila's name was Woman, <laughs> the woman. <laughs> like they had all these. Uh, oh, um, Merman's name was Seaman, so uh, Seaman, Seaman yeah. would not be the good. Uh, being attacked by He Man, being attacked by Seaman would be kind of a funny game. Oh, to That's a movie oh. I used to sell at a place I used to work at. It, and to your point, Danny, it's really interesting because they talk about how. I didn't remember this until the documentary talks about it, but when you bought the toys, the action figures, there was little mini comics in it. Yeah. And, yeah, and they talked about how the mini comics kind of each had conflicting backstories, and then DC had their own comic line based on He-Man, which had its own backstory. So they talked about the toys, how they they were the first really successful non-licensed via, uh, toy line, because by that point, everything was commercials they pass on star wars because mm -hmm. the toy would have come out before the movie and they didn't want to take that risk so um the unlicensed stuff that worked was like stretch armstrong and gi joe but for the most part it was like the six million dollar man and stuff like that so, um they took a risk with he-man proved to be uber successful to where they had the she-ra spinoff that everyone knows about at one point they were outselling barbie which is incredible insane yeah and then, and then you know, and the document it's very, very interesting. And then it's kind of funny. It gets to the Dolph Lundgren Masters of the Universe movie, and then you think this is where it's going to get really interesting because that's an interesting part of the canon documentary. Mm -hmm. 
But um, it actually kind of takes a downturn there because they have the right interviews. They interview uh, Frank Langella, I think. I mm-hmm. you know, uh, they interview Dolph Lundgren. They interview um, the set designers and the costume designers. So everything's really interesting. But I guess you've spent – because you've spent like 45 minutes dealing with the toys and the backstory, which is really, really interesting. The movie – when they talk about the movie, it's kind of like, eh, you know, I've been there, done that. It's not as cool. Really? And, yeah, I, I didn't find it as interesting. And then once they go back to talking about how the movie kind of hindered them, and then they started, like, going really crazy with – they were just reskinning toys. Like, mm-hmm. um, there was something called Moss Man, which I don't even remember. It was just a green beast man. Uh, Stinkor was, like, I think – man at arms or something with a bad smell (laughs) like and then uh i didn't even remember this but they rebooted he-man as the new adventures of he-man and it took place in space like i had how the fuck did they get to space i don't know i have no i I, i've been meaning to look it up i have but they showed like the opening of it they showed they barely wore clothing (laughs) they're they're in space it's weird he-man's really skinny and he has actual pants like full pants on still no Still no, no top. He, that's no He-Man. Yeah, and that, well, kind of like how you guys are reacting. Like, it didn't work. I mean, I didn't hear of it. It sounds like you two had never heard of it either. No. Well, no. I know there was a second one. A, a thir- I guess a third, because I, I knew of another one that was kind of like that. Like, there was a revamp as well of He-Man, but it wasn't, like, instead of being an 8-inch toy, it was, like, I think the 12 inches now. And it was more articulate, so you were able to bend and move more with the, the, the heroes. And Orko, Orko, shit, the little wizard dude, like he or- got Orko, like, Orko got, Orko. He, got <laughs> he got like, he got like fucking dope. Like he was no, he not didn't. annoying. He was not annoying. I think they took out like took out his voice. So yeah, the, that was a really cool Cartoon Network cartoon. Um, but that's the only one I, I I knew of because they got like way like super muscular. Like damn, like I would like to oil that body up. Yeah, they, they talk about that one, and it's interesting, too, because I believe it only lasted one season, and uh, they were super proud of the, the voice cast. Mm-hmm. They were super proud of the work that they did, and they were really surprised that it wasn't brought back. But um, it's interest- It's a very interesting documentary. Oh, cool little tidbit about a battle cat. He was actually – all they did was they took um, – there was some action figure like called Jungle Action Gym or something mm-hmm. like that. He had a tiger. Um, they took that tiger and just painted it green and orange and put a mask on it. And they were like, this is battle cat. Cause, <laughs> cause they had, they had no money to make a new mold. So they just took an existing one and painted over it, which I thought was really cool. Okay. Um, but, um, yeah, once you get past the movie, it's kind of also the more articulate figures that you, they, they, they do touch on that. Mm-hmm. I thought they looked really ugly compared oh. to, the, I, I'm not a toy collector. So, I mean, I, I look at it different. I, for me, it's based more on nostalgia. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of like, oh, that's not how I remember them. <laughs> but, well, I, uh, I, and I'm sorry to interrupt, oh, yeah. but I I feel like that's the whole thing of like 80s nostalgia, like uh, because those that toy wasn't popular either, and people were like, well, like bashing it essentially. So I think now I think it's Funko Toys again. Like they 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 release they re released original like six inch or not six eight inch figures. And uh, they're sold like at specialty shops, like comic book shops. I know uh, the comic book shop I go to, Lost Dog Comics. He, he like he sells the original He-Man toys. But the thing is, is like it's only targeted to a specific people. Like he has 
the whole collection there in multiples. And so, I, I, again, it, it's always this thing like, yeah, I like those toys, but then does it sell? Most likely not in a small comic book shop like that, but maybe it sells in bigger places. Well, they did mention, that's a good point, too, because they did mention how the uh, that more articulated ones, they, they didn't sell that well. So what they did one year is they were going to bring back like the more nostalgic version mm-hmm. of it. And they didn't announce it to anybody. I don't remember if it's Funko or not, but um, all they did is one, uh, I want to say it was a San Diego Comic-Con. They just put like 250 out at whoever is doing it. Their display was just 250 of those characters. They just kind of put them out there and uh, the response was really good. But um, overall, the documentary, it it is interesting. Like the toy stuff is so, so interesting. So if you're a toy collector, I mean, if you're nostalgic for that stuff, then yeah, you'll probably enjoy it. It does slow down towards the end, but uh, the actual like if it were just um, forty five minutes to an hour instead of an hour and a half, I would say it's maybe the most perfect toy documentary that you can get. It's really, 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 really good, but um, it, it it drags a little bit, but uh, worth a watch, definitely. Cool, definitely we'll check it out. Oh, it's my turn. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> so your first time, brother. <laughs> It, uh, you know, you know. I'm sorry. I was like, "What else has he?" Pat usually has like ten movies, and I'm like, "All right, let's. What's what else are we gonna listen to today?" Like, I want to see what else you're gonna talk about. I want to be like, hmm. "I'm gonna consider that throwing shade." Yeah. No, I'm I'm sorry, that's not how I meant it. Is come out. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But you do have a lot of movies, and I'm like, talk, I want to hear more. Point taken. Uh, two to three movies tops going forward. Because <laughs> no, I, you know, we all have like a fucking list of movies once in a while, and we're like, no, we're not going to do this one. So I guess we all did like two movies this week. Is that how it went through? I did three, motherfucker. Oh shit, I, you did. Oh, you saw we, that movie too. Okay, I'm sorry. To the main segment, I, uh, I, I did slack it, but um. We'll get to that later. Uh, oh yeah, for the main segment, I selected. <laughs> okay. So I had to get out of the house, and we're in the middle of. Um... Your parents finally kicked you out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> After you're years out. of threats, <laughs> out. You're out of here. Uh, my dad talks like that too. You're out of here. <laughs> he also dresses as an umpire. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> He moves uh, his hands all wildly. <laughs> yeah, out of here. <laughs> uh, oh, sorry, so, no, you're fine. Because <laughs> I have a fun story about my dad right now, too. Uh, so we needed to get out of the house. We were watching the news all day. Essentially, we're in the middle of the Plaza Film Festival. And they're one of the few people that are like, you know what? We're going to continue this because people need an escape, uh, escapism, essentially. And we were like, yeah, sure, let's. Let's fucking go downtown and um, watch a movie. And we went to go watch Rocky Horror. And uh, it's a fun movie, especially with a bunch of, like, everybody quoting the movie and hoot and hollering and just, like, talking. You know, like, if you've been to a movie, this movie party, it's just a very fun thing. So we went with my family who was visiting town, and they're teenagers, and I'd never seen this movie before. And these kids grew up essentially with the internet. So I'm so surprised that it wasn't spoiled to them one way or another. Um, I guess it's that pew, 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 pew guy. Pew, pew, die? I don't know his name. I Pewdiepie? Yeah, PewDiePie. Yeah, I'm surprised oh. that that guy hasn't talked about stupid shit like that. 
Oh, it's not stupid. I'm sorry. I'm sure, sorry. He, to, he, I'm sure he plays Time Warp or something during his stuff, right? Maybe. I don't know. I don't he know. He usually anything. just says racist shit. I was yeah. going to say, like, in between his racist rants, doesn't he <laughs> do something with Frankenfurter or something? I don't know. I don't know. That's like their, that's their fucking idol or whatever it looks. So fuck that guy. Um... <laughs> I like how this is just a roundabout way for you to tell PewDiePie to fuck it. <laughs> Next movie. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> My work is done here. <laughs> Get out of here. Uh, <laughs> nice. Uh, so, so yeah, we watched this movie, and it's this thing, like, you know, like, people are throwing props, and these kids are, like, their eyes are, like, widening up, and they're like, oh, fuck, what is going on? And then my dad gets up, and my aunt gets up, and they start doing the time warp. And I'm just like, fuck yes. Fuck yes. They're like participating on it because, you know, it's Rocky Horror and you should participate in this film. And, you know, and everybody's dancing along and you see these two kids, teenagers, and they're like, what the fuck are we? Like, I don't know if they had secondhand embarrassment or they were just in awe. But I feel like if you haven't seen Rocky Horror Film, go with somebody that enjoys a uh, movie. Do it, do it in like a movie party like Animal Draft House or like the plaza if you're in, in El Paso or, or anywhere that's showing this movie. Take glitter. Take bread. Do the whole fucking works because this is such an interactive movie and you haven't seen it. I Go out and enjoy how great this movie is with other people. We like to banter when we see a shitty movie or anything like that. This is one of those few movies where you're like, yeah, like you're talking back at it and it works. Um, so, yeah, Rocky Horror was such a fucking delight. And seeing it with people that have never seen it makes the experience even better. And seeing my dad do the time warp, that's just <laughs> the fucking icing on the cake right there. Were those, uh, people, were those people losers? Because last week, uh, the lady who didn't <laughs> like Airplane, she was a loser. <laughs> what about... <laughs> If you haven't seen Rocky Horror, are you are you also a loser? Yeah, I don't, are you I, are you a bigger loser than someone who hasn't seen Airplane? No, I think if you haven't seen it, like you're. Well, what if you haven't seen either? See, uh, living under a have, rock. Yeah, yeah you're under <laughs> a rock. I think that's a problem. Like you need or you're to go a teenager. out. Yeah, you need to go <laughs> out. <laughs> fucking yeah, PewDiePie. Fuck that guy. Uh, and anyways, speaking of things that are shameless plugs, uh, I saw a Netflix documentary. Where it strokes its own ego, I guess. And, <laughs> okay. And uh, oh my god! Uh, speaking of secondhand embarrassment, and I don't know how I saw this full movie. It's called Enter the Anime. Lots and... of fan service. Is it one of those where someone walks in the room and you have to turn it off? No, it's not even like that. Okay, so like it has a premise. What's anime like? What do you want to talk like? You know, and there's like different avenues about it. But this is this is very, very special because it's like, what's anime? Oh, by the way, you're watching this on Netflix. Let let me show you everything that I have in anime, and it's just talking about like all the animators that are dealing with the anime renaissance coming up in Netflix or Golden Age, whatever this anime revolution. And it's like it's stroking its fucking ego so much. It's very annoying. Uh, there's very few things that it talks about the culture. Like it, it talks about it, how it, you know the influences and where it came from. But there's bigger anime that has happened, like what started it essentially. 
uh, it kind of like over, does this oversight of it, and it it's it's kind of a very misleading documentary, especially if you followed this this niche niche of a genre, or this genre essentially, because yeah. you have like Akira, you have like these heavy hitters, and they're talking about like seven seeds. Like you know, fucking Netflix anime, uh, which I haven't seen. It might be good. I haven't seen it. Just like, I'm just putting right. It out of the they're talking about the importance of sword art online and stuff. Yeah, <sighs> yeah, yeah. So it's like, oh, okay. Like they don't even like talk up. Like they don't talk about like. They, I, I guess they talk about Neon Genesis, but like briefly, and they talk about like Saint Seiya, but again briefly because those are two animes that are playing now exclusively on Netflix. But there's other anime, and there's other animes that like prov- like push the agenda, and this is just Netflix saying like, look at what we have. This is my nerd cred right now, um, and uh, I wish I wish I saw something that didn't make me so angry, and I watched <laughs> it, and I watched it like all the way through, and I was like, this how is long just, is it? Uh, oh, like an hour and a half, maybe. I don't know. Like I was already cursing at it, like maybe like thirty minutes in. Have you like, seen um uh I think it's called Otaku no Go no go no go? No. It's a so an otaku and I believe that's an anime fan, right? Or is it just someone who's into yeah, manga otaku. in general? Otaku is an anime fan, yeah. The, the... Uh, so uh Gynex, uh who um Neon Genesis, right? They did Neon Genesis, if I remember correctly. But Gynex is very famous for they also are famous for or infamous, I guess, for the Gynex bounce, which um I guess you can kind of guess what it is. It involves female characters. It's fan service. Uh, they're very famous for the Gynex bounce. But Otaku no Gu is a document. It's a mockumentary about anime and the history of anime told through the eyes of uh, it's been years since I've seen it. But it's told, told through the eyes of like an obsessive anime fan. And it's okay. half animated and, and otaku. Otaku, yeah. Oh, it's half, yeah, it's half animated and half live. So you see the people in cosplay, but he's like wanting to do it. And he's as I, I believe. He has a favorite anime that he's trying to like modern model his life after. Uh, it sounds like a little more interesting than this uh, hour and a half commercial. It sounds like this yeah. after the anime is. It ex- it's exactly what it is. It's an hour half commercial. You know, like when they uh, like ABC used to do like these specials about Disney, and it's essentially like just like yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> and it's just that, like you know, it has. It has purposes for everything, like, you know, like, oh, this is edgy anime now, so we'll talk about this. And, you know, like, and then they'll show, like, their edgy anime. Like, it's it's not really good, but those did some of the things that, some of the highlights that I did enjoy were the, the animation process. Because there's traditional, and then there's, I guess, now CGI, and then the mixture of CGI animation, which I think I forgot what anime it was. You know who cares? It's fucking Netflix. You'll find it. Uh, and some people, how people are against some of it, and some people are trying to embrace it, and that is the next wave of it. But and I, I like that. I like that co- topic of conversation, like because I've heard that people don't like this computer-generated anime. But I don't know. This is essentially a, a hour and a half commercial to for you to see see this and the director. I hope she's very proud of this, and I hope that we get to see this. But this is I what I would say this like <laughs> I hope you're proud of yourself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fuck this movie, Cutie <laughs> Pie. Oh, I'm so mad. Oh, raging, <laughs> raging. 
Oh man, so I guess um, so. I watched a movie. I actually watched this a while ago, and I forgot about it. So <laughs> I thought I'd bring it up. <laughs> it's thought, time to bring it up, right? Time now. to bring it up, boy. Let's <laughs> we, open those wounds. <laughs> we need that content, brother. <laughs> uh, so uh, Robin Hood, which uh, came out last year, I guess, two thousand eighteen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Starring our guy, what's his name? Taron Egerton, I think that's how you say his name, and Jamie Fox, exactly. Dallas Cowboys fan. Jamie Fox, <laughs> let me put it that way. Uh, fan? Yeah, he's huge Cowboys. Fan. He's from Dallas, dude. He's from Dallas. Wow, man, I, yes. I, I never knew why I disliked him so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because he has a stripper's name. It's even spelled like a stripper's name. Yeah, Um, he's just missing one X. (laughs) That's for his next career. (laughs) But uh, so I gotta say, this movie uh, is actually a pretty entertaining movie. Totally forgettable, obviously. (laughs) But when I watched it, I was actually entertained. It's it's a it. Yeah, I mean, the best way I can put it. uh, So like the worst. Well. Where do I start? So <laughs> it's it's kind of a weird uh, like bastardization of like the it's like Robin Hood begins is what the best way I could put this movie. Um, and Jamie Fox is cool. He's got a, he's a cool character. Um, and overall, the the acting isn't real bad. I mean, everyone's pretty likable. Um, it's just they turn Robin Hood into like this like pseudo like. Uh, like video game ninja. <laughs> like imagine Legolas, like if he had taken an Adderall. Like that's kind of that's kind of how good this Robin Hood is at his his Robin Hooding. But um, it's uh, it, it, it's kind of real shitty, like wrap around, like oh my goodness, that uh, like twist, nice twist. But uh, it's overall entertaining. Uh, I wouldn't pay any money for it. I think I did. I think I rented it. But um, yeah, it was a fun movie. What can I say? Uh, um, and then I watched. Uh, I watched this. Uh, I forgot when I watched it. First summoning, uh, a thing on Netflix, uh, just new to Netflix, I believe. And it's kind of a small horror uh, found footage movie. I know you guys are kind of fans of that stuff. Uh, oh, I definitely... guilty pleasure! I yeah. love found footage. Yeah, it's like... sign me up. <laughs> yeah, except except Blair Witch, right? Fuck that movie. Right? Uh, I just wanted. To... Uh... Still a guilty pleasure. I don't care. Yeah, right. <laughs> so um, this is this is very uh, reminiscent. My voice just broke right there. This. Um, uh, so thirteen million. Yeah, here we go. Uh, it was very reminiscent. Yeah, exactly. But it was very reminiscent of like everything that every found footage movie you've ever seen. Um, kind of like the demonic overtones and like uh, the devil. I guess they bring up the devil a lot. Um, but entertaining. Um, I wouldn't say very uh, standout really in any way other than like to waste um, an afternoon or you know have some background noise or whatnot. And then I did watch. Uh, you know, as we were talking about earlier, kind of a dour week here in the Sun City. So I watched Wreck It Ralph breaks the internet. Yeah. Have you guys seen this movie? Are you I, guys Wreck It Ralph? I like this movie. I like the I like both yeah. movies so much. I took my uh, niece and nephew to see that a, a, a family party at the Alamo, and uh, yeah, it was super cool. Uh, here's not nothing to do with this movie, but there was a uh, this couple next or these older ladies next to us, and they're showing a trailer for the Lego movie, sure. and uh, they seem kind of enthralled by it until it says the Lego movie too, and then one of them goes like, "Wait a minute, 
Lego movie. (laughs) (laughs) They also kept wondering why there were so many kids at the Wreck-It Ralph uh, family party, which is kind of weird. (laughs) That is kind of weird. (laughs) What? Yeah. Oh, well, as a as a movie goes, it's it's kind of a delight, you know. It's it's real, it's real chill, you know. It's about his little. I don't, I didn't bring up any information about it, but it's you know his little friend who's in the racing game, uh, Sarah Silverman. Yeah, Sarah who plays by Sarah, Sarah Silverman, who's always great, you know. And um, they kind of go through this adventure, you know, through the internet to find, uh, I think, a steering wheel for her her video game uh, that is at the arcade. Uh, but it was, you know, it was really a lot of fun. Um, you know, uh, it just always, always good with all those people doing the voice acting and just real fun, lighthearted. You know, I uh, couldn't recommend it more for a, a real lighthearted, fun distraction and, and humor for everybody, I would say, mm-hmm. you know, kids, adults, everybody. So, yeah. I, it's I, good stuff. Yeah. It is. Uh, the Gal Gadot character in that film, uh, it's now that we have oh, who that was in the badass race yeah okay yeah, yeah, yeah. she's oh. a badass racer and <laughs> it's a callback to her character fast, fast and furious it's all coming together see i had never seen a fast and furious yeah until just recently <laughs> until recently which actually kind of is the perfect seg to our main segment so we act like we planned this shit <laughs> Um, here at Adventures in Movies, we are a trio and we're damn good at it. <laughs> but, but uh, normally three's a company. The best thing comes in two. I'm sorry. Uh, no, it's perfect. <laughs> um, I mean, we're no longer a tango. We don't have that tango and cash vibe going anymore. <laughs> it's but... me and Dupree. <laughs> <laughs> now we're Tony, Tony, Tony. So it kind oh, of works. Okay, that works too. <laughs> so uh, this week we wanted to talk about movies there. They have the two character names in the title. So last week we saw we, we a few times we've mentioned the uh, Fast and the Furious franchise. The three of us, along with a friend of ours, went and saw <laughs> Fast and Furious presents. Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> we discussed this movie. Now, this is just a normal episode, so we won't go into spoilers. I don't think that's a problem with this movie. <laughs> what could you spoil? <laughs> so, uh-huh. right off the bat, what did you guys think of Hobbs and Shaw? The movie, not the characters. The way oh. we'll get into the characters. We'll get into them, too. Oh, okay. Jeez. Uh, so, um, this is my first uh, Fast and Furious movie whether it be presents or not and um i was so i don't think i've laughed harder (laughs) in a film this year um it was a super fun i'm not gonna like get into well do you want me to synopsize anything or you can kind of give a brief overview of it i mean okay there's no way you can ruin this (laughs) so uh hobbs who is the rock is uh paired with uh, Shaw, who is Jason Statham, and they are teamed up to uh, get back uh, a virus that is in ha- Shaw's sister. <laughs> yeah. Shaw's that's hot it. sister. <laughs> I think that's the plot. Uh, Idris Elba is uh, 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 Inspector Gadget. <laughs> I was going to say, we have to say, so yeah. the marketing around this is uh, Idris Elba is uh, Black Superman. During the course of the movie, Blake turns it to me and says, more like Black Inspector Gadget. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was. Which is so much more accurate, <laughs> considering what goes on yeah. in this 
<laughs> it was pretty cool. And there was even a was it Professor Claw, Doctor Claw? There was even Dr. a Doctor Claw. Doctor Claw. So basically, it's an Inspector Gadget movie, uh, and it's so action packed. Uh, really enjoyed it. Uh, I mean, every ridiculous thing you could possibly think happens in this film, and uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. You guys go go feast. Go ahead. <laughs> I, uh, so there, there's a uh, an older woman that uh, <laughs> that we, she goes to movies every week. So we talk about the movies that we saw, and she's been looking forward to Hobbs and Shaw all year. She's been pissed because she's uh, she's like in her seventies, so she always tells me like, "When's Hobbs and Shaw?" She loves the Fast and Furious movies. She's like, "When's Hobbs and Shaw coming out? When's Hobbs and Shaw coming out?" So we're talking, and I'm like, "Hey, this is last week." I'm like, "I'm gonna go see Hobbs and Shaw." So I talked to her the next day, and she asked me a big smile on her face. She's like, "How was it?" And I tell her. Uh, good chemistry, but uh, plot, I didn't understand it. Really dodgy special effects. Incredibly stupid. And by far the most entertaining movie I've seen <laughs> all year. That's a it, description. <laughs> like, it was exactly what I wanted. Like, um, I I mean, yeah, I have complaints about it, but they're not like, you know, they're, they're unreasonable complaints like uh, a, a plot. Like, so... <laughs> Like making sense, like stuff, like, like in the, in continuity. The final, yeah, continuity. Like in the final thirty minutes, um, it goes from night to day to night to stormy to sunny, all within like a thirty-minute period. <laughs> it's a uh, yeah. I mean, the trailer. I mean, the rock pulls down a helicopter with a chain that's <laughs> from the sky from the back of a truck. If that's what you paid to see, like me, you will get your money's worth. <laughs> what do you think of it? Yeah, you were daddy. You look Blake and I looked over. You look you had your hand on your chin. You were leaning Pat, forward. That goes check it out. He's enthralled. Oh boys, oh boys. Did I ever fucking enjoy that film? Claire did too, by the way. Claire her friend who enjoyed it. She she was laughing through the entire thing. It's such a ridiculous movie. Like it's nonstop. Like if plot goes out of the window like in within like oh. seconds, it I, never it, makes sense. It never yeah. made sense. There's a really cool fucking like thing that I can't talk about, but I I hope I know like what uh Idris Elba gets to be in. I thought that was pretty fucking cool. There there was uh we saw the like the movie at Alamo Draft House shot up to them, uh, and they do like this whole little vignette of like what's what characters are in and everything. And yeah. explain who Hobbs and Shaw are and who play them. And so I got to sit next to this wonderful couple. And the the girlfriend, wife, person. Very presumptuous. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> dates. Uh, she leans over to her date and just says, who's Hobbs and who's Shaw again? After like a 10 minute like retrospective of everything just happened. Which was really good, by the way. Thanks to Alamo for doing that. I wouldn't have yeah. had yeah, any because, idea what was happening. Much like Blake, I'm a Fast and Furious virgin. <laughs> so this like little franchise uh, retrospective was perfect. Like, it <laughs> it let me know who was who, why, kind of why we're... I mean, it made no sense because they show a scene where the rock falls out of like an eight-story building and just breaks his <laughs> <Yeah>. arm. <laughs> <laughs> And then he breaks the cast off like, and by flexing, by flexing oh, yeah. which is amazing. 
I, I will say this about the movie. Now, um, Hobbs and Shaw, it did not make me want to see any of the Fast and Furious movies. So I kind of, kind of, kind of, if it was on TV, I'd watch the previous one. Yeah. Uh, but I really wouldn't go out of my way to see one. However, I would make it a point to see Hobbs and Shaw, too. 100%. Like, <laughs> yeah. And I will say the chemistry between Hobbs and Shaw is amazing. These guys... <laughs> It, you know what was cool about it? Like they they have these one liners, and it's it's kind of the definition of toxic mis- masculinity. 100%, Lots of like, yeah, yes, your your yes. dick is small type of thing. <laughs> yeah, I can do this better than you. Fuck you. And like, yeah. but there's like, what would you say, three to four big times in the movie where they hone in on this thing? Each time, hilarious. <laughs> like, it's funny. So like, it's a. Uh, it's just a straight. It's like in a in a, I guess a more um, an award nominated movie. It's like the the crazy dialogue between like the part the really dramatic dialogue. I have a few of those, but it's just it's just them talking shit to each other about what pussies they are. Basically, I basically you know what I want. I basically want an odd couple remake with Hobbs and Shaw. Oh man, I will take that. I take that right Oscar now. and Felix. That's the furious presents Oscar. Oscar and Felix. We give it two, three, four <laughs> thumbs up. <laughs> amazing, amazing. Uh, and like other ten explosions. Uh, yeah, yeah. Four thumbs up and like fifty explosions. And like three helicopters ripped out of the sky by the rocket. Yeah. And, and one very long chain. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> um, I also saw a movie with Nicolas Cage and Selma Blair called Mom and Dad. Uh, does that count? Yeah. Yes. That, How that is it? One hundred percent counts. Yeah. It's it's so it's by the guy who directed Crank. So oh. it's it has that like I'm watching the movie and first of all the premise is really 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 interesting. Um, it's set. Uh, it's a family, just a normal family. They have uh, a son and a daughter, and you know sometimes yeah the the daughter's in high school, the son's a little bit younger than that, but uh, sometimes kids annoy their parents. Well, uh, the the premise of this movie is there's something going around a virus. Um, or maybe um, a, a, a contagion is that the word for it? something has happened to where parents want to kill their kids. They are perfectly fine with leaving everybody else alone. They will not harm anybody else, but they are after their kids and they're out to kill them. And there are some very violent scenes in this movie. The direction, it's it's exactly like Crank. And as I was watching it, I was like, "What? This is so erratic. It's all over the place." Like. You get a little bit of motion sickness. It's a, uh, it's weird. And then I looked up who the director was, and it, it's the that the person who did that movie. So it's exa- It looks the style is exactly like that, but it doesn't really fit the premise of what's going on. Um, it's Nicolas Cage in his like Mandy mode, I guess. Like it's it's crazy Nick Cage basically is what you're getting. Yeah. So for sure. yeah, it's uh he doesn't ex- and Selma Blair does an excellent job. Um. It's an enjoyable it, – it's marketed as a dark comedy, but I didn't really catch any humor in it. <laughs> it I mean, it, it is kind of funny when initially they're running from the other parents because they don't they, they don't know that the parents are just after their kids. And then one parent just kind of walks by them and they're like, hey, what's up? You know, the parent asks them. And then it starts to dawn on them that the parents are specifically after their own kids. Um, it's, it's cool. It, it's pretty cool. Like it kind of takes place in – once once everything goes down, it takes place in one setting. Uh, it takes place in a basement, basically, which is pretty oh. cool. And they do some, like, if you're into graphic kills, there's a couple of... But keep in mind, this is adult-on-child violence, so it, it is kind of 
you know, if you're squeamish, it might not be what you want to see because it's pretty graphic. But uh, if you like Crazy Nick Cage, it's one of those performances. And uh, there was parts where I did laugh out loud, even though, you, you know, it's a lot Overall, of blood. And, yeah. yeah, I thought the movie was pretty fun, actually. Yeah, yeah you saw you, you've seen it? Uh, yeah, I have. I have. And I, I did like it. I did like it a lot. Actually. I, <laughs> I, 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 enjoy, I, I think the premise is so interesting. I think it's really, really cool. I, the 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 direction just kind of threw me off a little. It gets a little crazy. Well, but, uh, it kind of goes off the rails for sure. Um, but I, I, I'm a big fan of uh, of Selma Blair and you know Nick Cage. Actually, I actually like Nick Cage. So. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. He's a great actor. Oh, but overall, I thought, uh, <laughs> despite it's a touchy subject matter, and at the end, it gets really cool where Nick Cage and Selma Blair are after their parent or after their kids. But then Nicholas Cage's parents come to visit them, and then <laughs> <laughs> it's like a chain of yeah. It's it's really interesting. It's, it's a it's definitely targeted towards a specific audience. Like it's if you're into nice. crazy Nick Cage, you'll like this movie. Horror movie fans will probably like this movie. But from there, it's it's not going to have mainstream appeal for sure. For sure, it doesn't have mainstream appeal. I enjoyed it for all its like kind of wackiness and uh, the erratic direct. I thought it was it's an easy watch. It's like you know I put it on, I watched it. I, it's it's fine, but um, that was I I tried to watch Smokey and the Bandit, and, uh, <laughs> I really really wanted to see it, and uh, I just couldn't find the time to. I I had to get in the uh, okay. what? Yeah, I forgot what the hell I well the I had to get in Power of Grayskull, so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I did I got a couple of these in. So uh, I watched Benny and June. Nice. Which you promised us last week. That's I, awesome. I, I, I'm following through, boys. We're professionals. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Johnny Depp, Mary Stuart Masterson, uh, Aiden Quinn, Julianne Moore is in this thing. Oliver Platt is also in this thing. Um, got a big cast, right? The pretty minor movie, though. You know, it's pretty contained to to like four characters, pretty much. Um, but uh, let me first off saying uh, it's a fucked up premise, man. <laughs> the whole premise of this thing. Is, so Benny and June is um, Aiden Quinn and uh, Mary Student Masterson's characters, and their brother and sister. And um, Aiden Quinn is taking care of uh, his sister June, who is uh, is mentally ill. You know, let's say that um, she's like, I guess what you'd say, like like on the spectrum, like redlining <laughs> on the spectrum or whatever. Yeah. But she's, you know, she's she's not, you know, she she doesn't control herself well, and and honestly, it's a really great performance by uh, Mary Stuart Masterson. She just does a great job. Um, so, but the premise is, um, Aiden Quinn's character Benny goes to a poker game that he has with his friends, and um, he. <laughs> It's fucked up, man. Like they're like talking about how they both have like fucked up siblings, or I got this fucked up cousin, and so he bets Aiden Quinn in a poker hand. So you have to go take care of my 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 cousin Sam, who's Johnny Depp, who's like this oddball, and so he loses, and so he has to kind of take on fucking Johnny Depp's character. What the fuck? That's so fucked up. It's but, like straight out of like an episode of Three's Company. It's, yeah. Yeah. it's ridiculous. And so, um, but Johnny Depp shows up, and uh, the thing I'll say about Johnny Depp in this movie, he's basically doing a, a Buster Keaton impression through this whole thing, you know. Yeah. And jo Johnny Depp actually kind of shines when he does this sort of stuff, like uh, Fear and Loathing. He's you know Hunter Thompson, and when he kind of like really just goes into a role, he, he's really good. What you want to say, something, Pat? Yeah, I was gonna say basically he used to be a very good actor. <laughs> <laughs> very good point, sir. Very, he used to be a very good actor. <laughs> 
and he's very good in this, man. He's very good in this. And, uh, you know, the, it's kind of a, uh, it's a romantic comedy. You know, it gets pretty dark, uh, I would say, um, before it ends. But, uh, you know, it's actually, you know, when it ended, I was smiling. Um, I, I, I don't, you should watch it. If you haven't seen it, you should watch it. It's, it's a, it's a fun kind of cute movie, um, with some really dark and weird, uh, underlying themes and stuff, but, um, it's really, you know, it's a love story. So definitely check that out. And, uh, so and this is actually the next one I watched, um, pretty, I, I, I've been wanting to watch this for a long time. Borg versus McEnroe. So. Let's start off. I like to ask you guys. You know me. I like to ask you guys when I when I start these things off questions. Um, how are, how do you how do you feel about Borg versus Macaroni? Do you have any care about tennis at all? And second of all, where are you oh. on Sh- Shia LaBeouf? <laughs> oh, this is. Uh, a, I thought it was a Star well, Trek thing. <laughs> no, the first one. Uh, I I I your last. One. I, I hate. <laughs> I hate. I, like. I, I hate Shia LaBeouf. But, uh, <laughs> I I play tennis from. Um, <laughs> Yeah, he's annoying. But I played tennis from middle school through high school, so okay, I, I physically I, I physically peaked when I was like eighteen. Basically, <laughs> but um, I think like most tennis players probably. To be yeah, honest. exactly right. Like I, I missed the boat. I could have joined the USTA at that point. But once you're <laughs> once you hit your twenties, that's the end of it. If you haven't that's made it, it by then. Uh, I think John McEnroe. Yeah, yeah, the, you're, that's it. I, I should have been ranked if if I had uh, made the top. 200 by the time i was 17 i would have could have had a career <laughs> uh, um i at the time um well when i started playing jimmy connors made a comeback around yeah. the time i was in high school he made that like pretty famous u.s open run um yeah. uh, mcenroe kind of did but he didn't get any, didn't do anywhere near as connors but the uh stefan borg right no that's uh, uh bjorn borg bjorn borg yeah, yeah. um what you call it? Yeah, their rivalry I know was something people would always talk about because I believe they had a lot of uh, confrontations at was it Wimbledon or the French Open? Wimbledon are the most famous ones, yeah. Yeah, with the yelling at the ref and stuff, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, I was never a big John McEnroe fan. I just like looking at his uh, seeing his outbursts because they're <laughs> famous. They're, they're, yeah, the are you kidding me or whatever he does. Are, <laughs> yes, they're are really you funny. <laughs> yes. Yeah, they're they're really funny as a tennis player. I mean, he kind of reminds me of, um, I guess, like a, a prototype of Andre Agassi, someone who would just hit the ball really hard, but like kind of no placement. But um, that's okay, really sure, tennis yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I have wanted to see this. I have wanted to see this, but I haven't got your tennis is inside baseball. Nice, very nice. <laughs> <laughs> Danny, do you uh, do you care at all about this shit or? I wanted to watch it. I do like Shia LaBeouf. I think I wanted to watch it because of Shia LaBeouf, and I knew. <laughs> What it was, I think, when I saw the poster. But then, yeah. for some reason, when I was reading this, I was like, "Why are we going to talk about Star Trek stuff?" <laughs> seven, seven of nine. Yeah, yeah. Who will no, be I... in Picard? Yes, exactly. Oh, Thank yeah. you. Oh, well, yeah. I, I didn't know. I don't really know that much about it because uh, okay. I was a, not a, a tennis nerd. Right. So <laughs> I, I, I'm with you. I, I really wasn't a tennis nerd either, but. Um, because of my dad, like, I just always knew who John McEnroe was and Bjorn Borg, honestly. Um, like they followed my parents and my brother and my sister followed it for whatever reason. So I'd, I'd actually kind of always heard about this. I've been looking forward to seeing this movie for quite a while. Um, I am not the biggest Shiloh buff. I call him Shiloh buff because I think it's funny. <laughs> I call him uh, Shay Shays. <laughs> you know, Shay Shay. Uh, I'm not, I'm not the hugest, uh, like enemy of his like i i actually kind of think he's a good actor um 
you know, when he's not just making a total ass of himself in the public forum. That's you know, why I, I hate him. <laughs> yeah, sure. I, I, I try to look past a lot of that stuff, but um, he's actually really good in this. Uh, I will say, I'm going to butcher this motherfucker's name. <laughs> uh, Sverer Gundensen. His coach? Sverer Gundensen. No, that's Bjorn Borg. So I would say oh. this movie this movie is about three quarters Bjorn Borg, uh, you know, one quarter John Macrono or two thirds Bjorn Borg. And, and, you know, it's it's more about Bjorn Borg and the guy who plays him. He fucking looks just like his ass. And it's it's it was I had no I really didn't know about Bjorn Borg. I I thought he like went on to have like this huge long tennis career. Actually, this this tells the story of um, and I'm going to spoil it. I'm sorry. This shit happened forever ago in the 70s. Um, <laughs> this this was the story. This is basically the story of Bjorn Borg trying to win his fifth Wimbledon, which at the time had never happened. Fifth Wimbledon in a row. This is this at the time that never happened. And so and John McEnroe was an up and comer. Um, and so this is basically the story of that fifth that fifth victory for Bjorn Borg. And in the year after that, he gets defeated by John McEnroe um, and John McEnroe goes on a, a run himself at 26 years old, Bjorn Borg retires. <laughs> and so it's kind of like this, just this shot into this guy's life. It made me respect the guy as an athlete, kind of as a person, uh, a whole lot, a uh, whole lot more. And Mjorn, Mjorn, Mjorn. <laughs> Uh, but the actor, he's awesome, man. The the guy is really, really good. There are definitely times in this movie that where they way over, you know, dramatize and everything's way too dramatic. But it's it's a good movie. Um, if if you haven't, if you have any interest at all, I'd say I definitely say check it out. That's funny that you mentioned him retiring at a young age because, uh, um, I mean, well, now you have um, Federer who's been around forever. And the Williams sisters who just keep right. hanging on, but uh, they're kind of uh, they're they're not the norm because uh, Monica Sellis, I don't know if you remember her from oh, the nineties. Yeah, 90s. yeah she she was retired by the time she was like, and, and I know she was stabbed on the court, but um, she in her early twenties and Martina Ingis, mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember her, but she retired at a super young age. Um, what's his name? Uh, Andre Agassi. He kind of went away when he was young, and then he came back when he was older. But uh, tennis players don't really and. It's not like in in the NFL where you flame out after four years on on average. It's they just kind of leave the sp- well. They start at a very young age, also. So right, yeah. So the limelight is. just kind of like fades away to the next guy. Well, look yeah. at Capriati. Also, I mean, she was like what? Uh, yeah. Jennifer Capriati was like oh, 13, man, 14. Capriati. Yeah, and then she was out by the time she was twenty one. Came back and was out by the time she was twenty nine. I think or something well, like. Yeah, that honestly, that's why like Novak Djokovic and Nadal and like Federer, like these guys are kind of incredible, man. Like people don't do that shit for this long. And <laughs> yeah, they don't. It's, they don't. You know, and it's a really tough sport, and um, you know, it, it's grueling, and it's cool. You kind of get to see how both these guys grew up in this flick. I, I honestly highly recommend it. Highly recommend. It. Cool. That's I will on check HBO, it out. Right? Say what now? That's on HBO, right? Uh, shit, is it? Fuck, I paid for I... it. <laughs> Oh, this happens to me all the time, dude. I fucking never look at him. So, one of you watched Starsky and Hutch. Not me. So that was that was how me. I've I've never seen that movie. Uh, The show I've seen a couple episodes here and there. Never Mm -hmm. seen the movie. You know, I really both Wilson brothers. No, actually, it's it should have been. It's you know what? I wish that Luke Wilson came out in this. I I do like I, I like I like both of them. Uh, but uh, I watched Starsky and Hutch because I wanted a not so oh, violent. It's Ben Stiller, isn't it? Yeah, it's Ben Stiller. Uh, 
Ben Stiller and who's the is he Starsky or I don't even know why uh, I ask Stiller who's... Stiller is Starsky Olsen is uh, Owen Hutch. Wilson. Yeah, Owen Wilson. Wilson. I was like Olsen, who's like Mary Kate or Ashley. <laughs> so Greg. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I haven't seen this movie since it probably came out, like two thousand and four, five, whenever this movie came out. And I, I wanted to watch something that was a little bit like light and I wanted to watch something that was like too dark. And I think I was like well, we already knew about the theme, and I wasn't going to be on this episode because I have to do things. Because we told you to fuck off, but you yeah, yeah, this up is a anyway. two-man show. <laughs> fuck you. Get out of here. Uh, you're out. Uh, and, you know, like, I was like, well, you know, I, I was going to go down that line, and I was going to do Stark and Hutch and Dumb and Dumber, just like, just these, like, names, like, movies with, two names in it and uh my ultimate goal was what to watch batman and robin uh i got i didn't get really far and i just watched starskin hutch because that made me feel really good uh because again chemistry between uh stiller and wilson are very very olsen olsen wilson owen wilson brother owen wilson okay yeah so i had a last, last thing right it's very orson, very good orson wells <laughs> Law of averages says if you keep doing it, you will get it right. Yeah, eventually. I remember like because they were together in Zoolander, and they have they have a really good chemistry. And this is during that like I think the rise before of, they the, broke up. Yeah, that's... yeah, before they broke up. Yeah, before uh, I think this is the during the time of that we got to see the frat pack movies. Like so, you have like old school. Uh, so it's a Todd Todd Phillips film uh, who will be directing Joker later on this or will yeah. Bill Peter and Joker later on this year. Uh, so watching this movie where it's just complete slapstick, you know, with really cool like car scenes and a very, very good Vince Vaughn, like as a bad guy, it, it, it hit all the sweet spots that I needed, I guess, to feel like a little bit good about the whole situation that was happening here. And uh, I don't know. I, I really enjoyed it. There's uh, Ben Stiller towards the end of the film. He's in full makeup. And he's essentially, he plays like this asshole. Reminds me a lot of his dad, Jerry Stiller. And he sounds like him too. And I completely forgot about that scene where he's just like seeing the do it thing. And it's very menacing. And it just reminded me of Jerry Stiller, like just probably like yelling out something <laughs> related to Seinfeld. I am yeah. just complaining. Stella. <laughs> he stopped short. That's my move. <laughs> Best Jerry Stiller impression ever. Yes. Better than that, get up. I really enjoyed this movie. Uh, if you haven't seen it, watch it. I mean, it, it was that weird time that a bunch of like shows from the 70s were being made. So we have, I think, Charlie's Angels around the same time. The Mob I think Squad. The Mob Squad, yeah. Uh, Dukes of Hazard, yeah, I was going to say that. Uh, but yeah, you know, this is in that weird, like, little, like, circle sphere of like, this is this is good, and I liked it. Like you know, it has. <laughs> I liked it. It's bad, but I liked it. It's 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 a hot shot of two thousand of the early two thousands. Yeah, I'm sold. That's all. I <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm sad, bro. So uh, every Saturday after you're finished uh, watching PewDiePie, you can listen to us here. Um, the rest of the week, you can go to adventuresinportaste.com where you can find all of our podcasts, including our uber popular Mid Spider episode. 
and our True Crimes podcast, which was awesome. Uh, you can catch up on all the reviews that we have up now. We talk about movies here, and we name drop a lot of stuff. So if you really want to be cool, sometimes you have to lie about movies that you've seen so you're just as cool as us. There's actually an article up about what movies you should lie about having seen so you could fit in with everyone else. What movie would I lie about? Uh, the Godfather. You gotta lie the about Godfather. that. You haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah, I've seen Godfather. I love that movie. You know the part where that dude says that thing, drop the cannoli, get the guns. I don't know. Uh, or blood in, blood you know, out. <laughs> I've seen, I've never seen that. What? Get out of here! Oh wait, maybe I have. No, I don't think so. Is that what the white dude? Right? Uh, oh, Place? bro. Okay, yeah, I haven't seen that one. So I will lie about that essay uh <laughs> you know what you else you guys can do you could follow us over at adventures and movies over at aapt movies or you can follow us individually where we don't go off script and you can find nathaniel over at instagram at nathan portes and you can find me over at twitter and instagram at default underscore player and you can find blake over at forehead horror on twitter so this is one of those weeks we have two podcasts out, uh, along with this podcast on two named movies. We also have our che- our Scary Stories special edition out. Next week's topic was actually picked by the winner of our latest giveaway. It's movies that you uh, missed seeing on the big screen. Uh, Blake, how about you announce who who won the big prize? Right, I will. I will also think it's. I will also say I think it's very funny that you wouldn't let me do that because I fuck it up every time. Uh, <laughs> what's coming up on the next? Well, week, here's so. here's what happened. <laughs> What happened was it was supposed to be switching off between me and you. I but know. Then I, someone jumped in at the last minute. That guy I, was I, me. I, 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 it was funny to me, though. All right. So the winner of our Hobbs and Shaw giveaway and uh, who picked our, uh, our our theme next week. And I believe this person gets to be on the podcast. Uh, Keith Floyd. Congratulations, Keith Floyd. Uh, you have won a fabulous gift pack. Uh, a beautiful woman is walking it over to a platform at this moment as we speak. Uh, it'll be sent out to you shortly. Um, and it'll be about movies you've missed on the big screen. So yeah. that's that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. That's a great topic. And thank you. Thank you, Keith, for picking that. And congratulations on your prize. Um, you can find us on Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Stitcher, I've heard, uh, or on Spotify. Or you can just go to the website to find us. Uh, anywhere that you listen to this podcast, that's where we'll be. Make sure to give us a rating. Tell a friend to listen. That's our cue. El Paso Strong. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Love you, El Paso. Love you, too. Sorry, Blake.